0: Welcome to Hard Facts Fitness, guys. Wanted to start today, maybe not with a motivational speech, because as some of you may know, I'm not big on motivation. I'm more into consistency. I'm more into putting a plan together and executing. But today we're going to talk about a lot of the things that we've been actually messages that we've been receiving from our audience, people that are listening to us on a weekly basis We have a special guest today, which we will announce a little later, but today I wanted to talk about awareness and I wanted to talk about a lot of the questions that have been asked via messenger, a lot of great messages, a lot of thankful messages, a lot of issues that our listening audience has had or has with regards to thyroid, with regards to functional medicine. And first I want to say thank you to all the coaches, uh, all the team Scooby Prep coaches, all the good coaches that are being proactive in learning and putting forth their best effort to understand the health consequences of dieting, the health consequences of extreme dieting, and putting plans together for a lot of their client base to really improve Their health, and um, I get really upset sometimes because I have a lot of people that come to us, or even myself on a personal level, with a lot of different issues. And I hear coaches that are putting their clients through a lot of different protocols that are not necessary, damaging their their bodies. So I wanted to start today by saying you're not alone. A lot of us, and I'm gonna say us because we've all had some level of issues along our fitness journey, have had SIBO. Some people that I know have had Hashimoto's, has had issues with amenorrhea. So you're not alone. And our goal at Heart Facts Fitness is to put forth a conscious effort of bringing some of the smartest people in the industry that can help you. We've had uh, Chris Neal, one of the best hormone specialists, in my opinion, talk about hormones and how to optimize. We've had Jason Theobald to discuss nutrition, supplementation, and uh, super physiological dosages. And it's hit a lot of people in the face in terms of, hey, my coach had me doing this. And it's not healthy. I had a long conversation with somebody that was having some major, major health issues yesterday. And as she was telling me all these issues, all the red flags were being lit. And I told her, you probably feel this, you probably feel that, because I've learned enough throughout the couple of years to understand the health concerns that I was listening to. So the beginning of the intro of this uh, very, very special program today is going to be don't give up. There's people out there that can help you. If it's Hashimoto's, thyroid dysfunction, weight gain, hormone imbalances, we can help you. I want to make sure that you understand our mission, our goal at Heart Facts Fitness and Team Amino Pure is to, to really focus on not bringing the bros in and giving you as much bro science, but giving you scientific proven approaches to fixing your health and your body. We're all about high performance. So if you're listening to this today, you are one of the high performance athletes or people, gen pop that want to excel and improve. And the message today is we are here to support you. We are here for you. Uh, Any question that we can answer, we are here to make your life better and have an understanding that there are people much like Vince Pitstick, much like Jason Theobald, much like Sonya Spiel, much like uh, Chris Neal, that are more than willing to help in improving your overall health and well-being. But it has to start with you and it has to start with your mind. With that being said, welcome to episode 10, Thyroid Dysfunctions and Functional Medicine. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode nine. Thyroid in what?
1: Say it sexier. Say it again. <laughs> thyroid.
2: That's right. Use oh, that thyroid. new
1: mic. Start over and oh, use please. that new oh, mic. Oh, yeah. You
2: got it. You got it. Yeah. You got oh, to get real. real. You got to get real low. We got
0: to <laughs> get real. We going to get real. Re- but we, we got to understand that 76% of our audience is like male. Actually, 70 now. Okay, wait. So, so I'll do
1: it. Daddy, <laughs> welcome to the thyroid episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to yeah. episode nine. Oh, man, we have a treat today. Super excited. Sonia, well, tell me first what's going on with you and your world, and I will brief you in things with regards yeah. to Team Amino up here, and then we'll get going with our special guest today.
1: I'm, well, first and foremost, the sun is shining here in Seattle, which is a fucking, God damn it. I got two seconds in. Well, It's a fucking blessing. You know what I mean? It's absolutely incredible. So every time the sun is shining here, it's like the whole world opens up, but I'm just getting ready for PEC, which I'll be there with Vince. Um, It kicks off next week. So if you guys still haven't booked tickets, you still have time to book tickets. It's in Nashville. It's pretty open up. We're going to have fun, learn some shit, connect. Um, And then obviously like just the power of the networking when you're down there with other coaches and you know, it's, it's a great place. Like I have coaches that I met there last year that I lean on right now when I have something going on with a client where maybe I don't exactly know what to do. We'll brainstorm and work together to make sure that that client has the best results, despite what I may or may not know because collectively we have power, right? So if you guys haven't booked tickets, I highly recommend getting there. Um, I'm not sure. I think we might be doing a zoom. So um, you guys can check out the physique education, collective.com for more information on that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Getting ready to kick off that chilling.
0: Very Cool. What's going on in the world of Team Amino Pure? We actually just brought Chris Neal on board as part of our Team Amino Pure. We had such a great success with uh, All Things Hormones Part One. We're gonna have All Things Hormones Part Two, and what we're planning on doing. Actually, the response in terms of the education that we've been providing for our listening audience has been off the hook. It's been great. Uh, a lot of interaction. A lot of people asking questions. A lot of great comments and a lot of great feedback on what we're trying to accomplish at Hard Fast Fitness. Is providing you guys with people that are really smart. I'm going to say, Sonia, fuckers, Uh, (laughs) really smart people, real smart people that actually can help you. Um, Do we, do we do some bro science? Yeah. We talk a little bit about bro science, but our goal is basically to educate people in making the best decisions for your body and the longevity of things. So, you know, we're all in this in the for the long run. So coming on board, uh, Chris is going to bring a wealth of knowledge. I always say if if Chris can't fix you, it's very rare that somebody will because the guy is just a walking knowledge book in terms of hormone therapy. So uh, it's great to have him on board. Uh, it's going to be great to have part two of hormones next uh, week, actually a week after you guys come back from PC. And uh, we're going to have a, some sort of service. We haven't defined how it's going to work yet, but we're going to have a service. We're going we'll to be offering some service for people that are having some of the stress with hormones and uh, it may take some forms that need to be filled out but what are you doing
1: the def- like consultations.
0: Kind of sort of through team Amino pure, because we're getting a lot of people that are asking questions, and we want to bridge that gap where, hey, we can't consult because we don't have your entire background from a liability standpoint, but yeah. we want to be able to help as many people And, and we've helped so many people, as you know, we, we send people over to Chris all the time, and they come back and, "Man, you guys are awesome. I can't, where would I be if I wouldn't have heard your podcast? So that feels me that feels I know Sonia, and it's music to our ears that we're helping people across the country improve their life and improve their health. And that's the reason behind team amino Pure. That's the reason why we do these podcasts with hard, fast fitness. So we're static.
1: The coolest thing too, is like, obviously like I, I love my clients and I love like the local scene that I get to work with. And I have clients all over the United States. But it's like, I really love when it's just like somebody who's like, I heard what you said and it made an incredible impact on my life yeah. because it's like, that's the catalyst for change, right? Because they learned something on our episode. Maybe it was sleep or maybe it was like gut health or something. They went back and applied it to their life. And it's like, when you understand something, education drives compliance, bottom line. So when you truly understand like how something is working inside of your body, it is a lot easier to keep those habits going. And most likely they went and taught somebody that they know. So it's kind of like the power of impact, right? Like It's like- Catalyst for change and, and, and not only their life, but their family's lives and maybe the people that they're close with as well. So,
0: and, and Sonia and I, we always, we're consistently changing like feedback. When we get a feedback, I always shoot it over Sonia and it's, it really fuels us. And, and we leave these podcasts with a lot of energy. I mean, I'm on a high, you know, for the rest of the day. It's like, hey, we're going to make an impact. We're changing people's lives and we're educating because we're bringing people that are really smart. And I totally agree with one of the things that Sonia said a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, we bring people that are very intelligent and I always grab a nugget and put it in my bag every time I hear some of these people talk. And by the time you're done listening to some of these podcasts, you have that bag full of nuggets. And those, that, those are nuggets that aren't just knowledge. You improve your body and your life on an everyday basis. And that's really what our, our, our goals are at HeartFacts Fitness. So with that being said, we're going to introduce our special guest. Yeah. Vince, hello guys vince, how are vince, you vince, 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 do us, give it do us the honor give us a full intro about you your company your goals your mission in life talk Ron to honor, like about-
1: super fan girl guys we're like oh my god we should have vince come on oh my god it'd be so cool what are we gonna talk about anything we got to pick something like the conversation went back and forth and it was like yeah. hell yeah he fucking said yes like we we're we're super super pumped to have you here because for both of us the same thing we're talking about where it's like we are for somebody what you are for us
2: right. yeah. it's
1: so cool yeah
2: no, it's, it's great. Uh, thank you for having me guys. And so I, I always like, I know what it's like starting things off and you're eight episodes in, which is awesome. I'm glad you guys thought of me uh, this early. And uh, I like just helping a lot of podcasts get off the ground and do this all the time. And so it's uh it's a lot of fun. And uh, there's always a lot of excitement when you kick something off too. I like being a part of that, that energy. I love you guys's energy. It's so great to hear, you know, you're in it for the right reasons and that's what counts. Um, for those that don't know me, I am uh, Vince Pitstick. I am a functional uh, nutritionist. I am uh, also a health and, Wellness entrepreneur. So I've built a system of different companies um, in order to make sure that people achieve their potential through nutrition and lifestyle change. It's my life's mission to make health coaching and functional nutrition an accepted um, medical practice in the United States and to raise the industry up and to change. Lots and lots of lies across the world because they have not heard the hope of functional medicine, functional nutrition, and they don't know that there's not another way outside of what their their doctor is telling them, and that message needs to be heard. And so that's my life's work. I don't do anything else. I eat, sleep, and then I guess we're cussing. So I eat, sleep, shit this, you know what I mean? I don't do anything else, right? I'm committed to this. I'm like, I'm I'm a madman uh, in the pursuit of leaving impact in the industry. So uh, whatever I got to do to get there is what I've done. So I've raised up a few companies, Nutrition Dynamic. It is the largest one-on-one health coaching company in the United States for all we know, maybe the world, but I don't have those numbers. Um, And co-founder and CSO of New Ethics Formulations, um, which is a full holistic health, uh, we'll call it a medical grade supplement company that's really designing products for coaches and medical practitioners to help people achieve their best physiques and also their best health uh, at the same time, which is also in the industry is usually mutually exclusive. Your best look isn't your best health. And we're trying to figure out how to bridge that gap and myriad of other online educational programs. And now my biggest thing is as mentor, I raise other coaches to create this industry into the best that it can be and, and help people. So that's it. That's what I'm about. One of, that, uh, one of the things that one of the things
0: that I you just you can tell the energy that you put forth in and I listen to you uh, all the time by the way, uh, the passion that you're you're so passionate about the things that you believe in, and I sympathize not only sympathize but I'm the same way because I I I eat and sleep my business, mm. I eat and sleep my goal and Sonia knows I mean I don't sleep much I go hundred thousand percent in, and mm. for people that are listening to us today that's the way you need to be in anything that you're obsessed in accomplishing in life. And that doesn't necessarily mean, Hey, I'm not going to sleep. There's times that you have to backpedal part of reaching your goal is backpedaling, knowing, Hey, I need to rest more because it's going to help me be better in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Gas, gas and break. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, It's a balance. And it's it's knowing a balancing how,
1: balance. How like, like your worth. Right. And I was actually I was telling this to Ron, right. Cause we got to keep each other accountable sometimes, but it's like, if you need to show like Vince, like you need, people need you, who you are to show up in their life to make shit happen. Right. Right. You cannot show up as you, if you are drained, right. You, you, we just can't. Right. So we have to take time to re replenish and and like recharge. And I think that that's the thing is like our type we're go, 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 go (laughs) so much so that we achieve our goal, get that 10 K month. And it's like, okay, well, we're here. Like no praise for that very moment. It's like, okay, what's next? what's next. And the thing is, is like, we have to be fearless in the pursuit of happiness too. Mm-hmm. Right. But we, yeah. we give that away so many times. Cause it's like, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's the next goal. Let's go. Yeah.
2: It's interesting. So there's an interesting dynamic of what you're talking about. And I think the, the key asset that you cannot burn out of all your capitals is your you capital, right? Your health capital, your mindset, your perspective, because you're going to make over uh, they say right around five to 6,000 decisions in a day. <clears throat> and based on how well you've been fueling yourself, how well your brain works, you're going to make different decisions based on how well you invested in yourself. And so even just a change in you know one to 3% is a thousand different decisions that you're going to make differently as a lesser you if you're not coming prepared for the day, taking care of yourself. And those are things to be thinking about. Um, on the other hand, for me, I, any extra time that I do have, I take care of myself, right? Like meaning like I prepare myself and in my immediate family and, you know, take care of some of my responsibilities that I have, of course, but any extra time that I have is, is fueling my body up to go through the assault. That is the pursuit of the ride, the grind and, 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 and growth and impact and those things. And I can go harder than you because my reasons are better than yours. And so for me, like the the commitment to the industry and helping, Millions of people change that's the hope that's the that's the goal the the higher the goal that you set the harder you can push uh, and the less that you make it about you the harder you can go too I've never learned that so um I, I constantly set my mindset to those kind of goals and it helps uh, energize me and push me through I think I that
0: you, you both nailed a lot of things get yeah. on and I think that dreaming putting numbers that are astonishing sometimes and't necessarily financial numbers I'm talking about goals that are like way out there. If you set that goal, that boundary that's way out there, you may not reach it, but you may get further than you've ever gotten before. And that's, that's part of the grind. And that's part of the, 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 the goal that you're trying to reach is, you know, the, the, everybody talks about the pursuit of perfection. You'll never get there, but if you're constantly pursuing it, you'll be excellent every single time, right? You can improve every single time. And that's what we do. That's, that's the reason why we bring all these people on to, to our shows because, They're passionate about their craft and you can tell the energy. I mean, just the energy in the room sometimes when we're talking to people and they're so passionate about their craft, whether it's thyroid or gut disorders or hormones and Mm. our our listening audience feeds off of that. And and then you have aha moments where it's like, you know, if I would, if I would do this differently, well, you know, if we just have one or two people having those aha moments, then our job is done.
1: Yeah. And it think? starts so small. Like everybody's going to have a different aha moment. Like there's like, what's the low hanging fruit. It's like a majority of people don't even know like, Hey, let's just start with getting 25 to 35 grams of protein in every three, three and a half hours, something so small that can make such a huge difference. And now we're talking about regulating blood sugar levels and just the effects of like what sleep and like protein feedings can have on an entire body is massive. And like, that's why we wanted to bring, bring Vince on today too. It's like to talk about thyroid is because we're talking about one of the biggest, almost like engines inside of the body. And it affects so many things, but so many things can affect it. Right. So it's almost like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was it a gut dysfunction that led to thyroid? Was it thyroid that led to a gut dysfunction? Is it, are you not sleeping because of your thyroid? Are you, is your thyroid like, it's like, it can all, it's just like Fantasia, right? We're like, we're watching everything change and the thyroid is just like a controller of so many different processes inside of the body that it's like, we have to talk to people about this because it's getting missed. And I think we need to talk about it on a level where it's like, our people who are, who are, who are not functional nutrition coaches, right? Yeah. Like, because sometimes it's like, we talk to people who are us, but people who are not funct- in, in the side of like functional nutrition and functional medicine, what like what do they need to know about the thyroid yeah. that is going to create yeah. huge impact?
0: The danger is not people that are not like us, Sonia. The danger is that, I mean, you're very well, you're knowledgeable in, the, in this craft, I'm learning and I want to say I'm somewhat knowledgeable because I listen to people like Vince. I listen to people that are really smart and they know their craft real well. So I've learned so much over the last couple of years about thyroid dysfunctions, whether it's Hashimoto's and all these other dysfunctions. The biggest problem that we run into are coaches that don't, either don't give a shit or don't know shit and are in charge of so many people's bodies and are ruining people's bodies. They're ruining people's health, they're ruining people's lives. And that's the reason why we have people like Vince here today, to put a lot of those question marks to rest. Uh, I don't like talking bad about coaches, but there's some coaches that shouldn't be coaching out there in the world. Uh, And we hear those horror stories. So I wanna start with that right now. Uh, Let's talk to Vince here. Vince, do me a favor, do me a favor. Break down, let's start with a very basic in layman's terms. Can you break down thyroid for our listening audience? The, the, the main, the, in very simple, and, and I guess it's kind of hard to say in a very simple way, right? Because the thyroid is so complex, yeah, yeah. but give it a go.
2: Well, yeah. So, so first, you, you actually, there was a great, some of you had a great segue. Um, the whole conversation about pushing um, becomes the foundation of thyroid, the idea of gas and break. And the problem is in America, we have created an expectation in society that it's all gas and no break, which is exactly why a majority of people begin to experience symptoms of hypothyroidism, okay? And so to understand what those symptoms feel like, let's take a step back and talk about components of thyroid. What does the thyroid do? You know, a lot of people think that thyroid actually means energy, right? Because they think, oh, when I have low thyroid, I have low energy. Now, there are many people that are going to discuss thyroid with you, and and I'm going to have one opinion of many. So you can take what I, with the research I've gathered and and the information that we take, and you can take what you need and leave the rest, because we're all going to have a little bit of a different version of the same truth. But my research uh, and the number of the thousands of case studies I see amongst hundreds of coaches every year show me that when I look at the lifestyle of an individual, And then I look at their thyroid numbers. I can explain why their thyroid numbers are the way they are. And because of that, that tells me that thyroid issues are primarily lifestyle-born at first. There are some genetic components. There can be a metal exposure at a young age, antibiotics. There can be some components that add to it. There are genetics that predispose you to the likelihood of thyroid issues, but that does not pull the trigger. Your lifestyle pulls the trigger. Your diet pulls the trigger. And then again, if you run around like a madman in life, you stress your body out. It's going to put pressure on your systems related to energy and metabolism. Those are like cortisol, thyroid, insulin, glucose, sex hormones, and they all interact on an intercommunication highway that make you feel how you feel. And if any one of those gets off, your body can handle it. But when two get off, that's when you start feeling tired. So people have gotten the assumption that when the thyroid low is low, that's why they're tired. No, 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 no. Two other things fell apart before the thyroid was the backup and then it fell apart. And now you're tired. That's what people don't realize. So then the doctor looks at labs and says, Oh, your thyroid's a little bit off. It's your thyroid. And I'm, unfortunately that seems very logical, but that is not wise. And it's not the truth when you look at history of, of, of a case, right? So let's dial back. What is thyroid hormone? Thyroid hormone. If we talk about active hormone, is one of the strongest hormones in the body. It speaks to every every cell in the body. T3 um, is essentially a strong hormone that makes every cell in the body almost shake. Okay, think of it, think of like a shake weight, right? And T3 is the thing that makes that cell jostle almost, right? And it's setting um, neuroendocrine messages, right? Every hormone's a message, right? It's a instructions to do something, right? That's basically what a hormone is, and it jumps from cell to cell. Some hormones only talk to certain cells, and then some hormones talk to every cell, and that's T3. Um, T3 is the active form of thyroid hormone. Um, it also helps regulate women's um, ovulation. Um, it's important to keep healthy, healthy uh, collagen levels and nails. And so people will notice, and they think brittle nails can be associated with thyroid. So it serves all these metabolic functions. It also is really strong for your metabolism. Meaning when you eat food, uh, how many calories did you burn? Like the thermogenic effect of energy or of activity. So TEA, right? You, and your resting metabolic rate, your BMR have a lot to do with the rate of your thyroid.
1: Can I ask a question uh, just real quick? So when we're talking about the thermic thermic effect in relation to thyroid, does the Mm. thyroid function change the thermic effect of food in the way that it's processing and breaking it down? And so for those of you guys listening, the thermic effect of food is kind of like how our body's temperature changes when we're eating protein versus carbs versus fat. So Mm -hmm. different, different food sources, macronutrient sources. So things that our body nutrients, our body needs is in large amounts will burn differently in our body, which is why a higher protein diet will have a different effect on the body versus a higher fat or higher carb diet. So can you break down how thyroid, um, affects that? Very
2: Very good. So what you'll notice, um, for anybody at home, if you started to train like a lot, let's say you're starting to work out a lot. What well, you'll notice, and I get calls on this all the time because women think something's wrong with them when they start to work out, they'll start sweating the bed at night. and like, what is wrong with me? Why am I having these night sweats? Well, you're not really having night sweats. You've kicked in mTOR, which is basically a um, cell division um, pathway in the body. When you eat more calories and are active, you will upregulate protein synthesis. And you can do that through protein or carbs and, and it will increase glucose levels and your, and your thyroid will run off that. Um, and so when your thyroid upregulates cause you're healing and the thyroid is upregulating, you're going to get hotter because that's the, that's essentially the thermogenic effect of food, the burn-off. So man, you're going all the way back to the um, we're, we're talking now way like physics uh, getting into you know cico um, and we're we're talking about the you know the law of thermodynamics like right? a dynamic system has energy burn off right so like heat lost in the oven is essentially the same thing that happens when your thyroid's trying to burn off some extra energy when it gets food does that make sense right so it's like if i eat a crap load of carbs i I get really sweaty and hot because it's a lot of energy coming in at one time. The body starts upregulating its processes and the thyroid starts spending some of those calories, like ones at a strip club, like, you know what I mean? Like uh, faster, the more that you take in, the more it's going to spend. Right. Usually yeah. if the system, yeah. if the system is in balance, yeah, that's what gut health,
1: digestion, right. digestive enzymes, p- right. stomach pH, all those things will of course affect it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Question. Question. Vince. Why, why does this happen usually at night when you sleep? Because I've noticed even myself, not just women, but myself, even when I tend to have a little bit more, uh, let's say carbs, uh, when I go to sleep, I have a thermic effect on food at night when you go to sleep. So why does that happen when you go to sleep?
2: Yes. So what happens when you go to sleep or you're heading to sleep is you're beginning, your body's beginning the recovery process and the repair process. So, it's, so what happens is now all kinds of proteins, the c- cell division, right, all these enzymatic uh, relationships start to upregulate as you go to bed. And the thyroid is a big component of mobilization of that to a certain degree. It gets involved, right? So you're gonna need thyroid activity, just like you would need hormonal activity and growth activity, right? Growth spikes and things like that, right? From training, all this stuff. It's all kind of happening at the same time. So those calories, so from the recovery process, you're starting to heat up. I mean, like, you know, if you ever gotten, I don't know, if you ever hit yourself with something really hard or like in the leg, and you'll feel it's like hot when it's healing. Right. Um, again, part of that's the immune activity. Part of that's the cell division and and the repair. It's but some the of that's Ian. thyroid up regulation, and your body's burning off some of those calories at night.
0: Does that have anything to do with REM sleep? So different different types of uh, different phases of REM Your is- circadian
1: rhythm will influence that too, which is why like at 2 a.m. you're going to see those heat spikes. Like, well, there's like a 2 a.m. mark, but like yep. if you have like a, a really robust circadian rhythm, you'll see yeah. that where it'll increase, decrease, and then increase again. And even our insulin and our blood sugar levels are regulated with our circadian rhythm, which is why sometimes if you have lack of sleep, you'll have high fasted blood glucose. It's not always that you're insulin resistant. Sometimes it's that that you're sleep deprived, so yeah. all those things matter. Yeah.
0: Let me. Let me yeah, you're talking, uh, Vince. Let me go back to what you were saying. I mean, a lot of the things that Sonia was talking about, going into like two in the morning, I'm assuming yeah. because you're going into a different phase of sleep at
2: that time, right? Maybe like REM, the second, the REM two or REM three level. It's called the dawn phenomena. and what's what's happening is um, part of the components that are happening is as you begin the healing process and as you begin to fast. You're beginning to fast the evening, right? Because hours are starting to collect. You're maybe a bed at eight, you know, and, and as the body starts to use up some of its glucose reserves, insulin reserves, starts going through its repair phase, cortisol is supposed to be going down, right? It's supposed to be going down, and REM is supposed to be kicking in. Melatonin levels um and, and REM are supposed to be kicking in. And when you go into those deep REM recovery states, when that happens, usually it will it will it will trigger the liver to release uh. Uh, it's glucose reserves, right? So, um, and so that's when you'll get you'll get a spike, right? And and then as and then you'll get one in, in the evening, and then as you begin to wake up, whatever your circadian rhythm is set to, based on how you've been sleeping and living, right around six o'clock in the morning or so, cortisol is actually going to start coming up before you actually become awake. So by the time that you become awake, I call it to help people understand that glucose and cortisol go together. Understand that glucose is a glucocorticoid. When you begin to wake, your sugars start to rise because it's a stress hormone. It's glucose and cortisol hold hands. So I don't call it a circadian rhythm. I call it a glycadian rhythm, meaning glucose and circadian glycadian rhythm because they're coming together. Glucose and cortisol holds hands and they go up the hills and down the hills together. That's how it works. So then by the time you waken up, your, your cortisol is almost beginning to peak. And that's when your glucose is going to be higher. Now, it shouldn't be too high, and there's we could talk about that forever. But it will be higher than it will be the rest of the day many times because of that dawn phenomenon. And we're also
0: talking about that, especially like it could be dehydration as well, right? I mean, if you're sweating, you're sweating through the night because of that issue. You may be slightly dehydrated at that point, which will cause your glucose levels to spike. That I mean.
2: Yeah, there are many factors in general that will affect the integrity or the activity of the system. So there's a million factors, right? But yeah, but overall, what I explained is the foundation and then all those things impacted on top. Tony, you were saying? You
1: can buy tickets to PEC and you can, I was going to say, you can also, shameless plug, you can buy tickets to PEC and we'll be talking all about sleep. That's what I'm presenting
2: on. Yeah, what what PEC
1: Hey, literally all the same stuff. I'm like, I literally just sent him a bunch of slides about BMAL clocks and pancreatic ends, but literally the whole clock against the superchiismatic nuclei, which I'm like, yeah, so we're, shit, we're yeah. big on
2: watching the dawn phenomena <laughs> at nutrition dynamic as a marker of health. Um, it gets ignored. Um, and, and then, but, but then again, we, we understand that it will be higher regardless of how healthy you are. Um, but there's a range yeah. for that. And, and, and then how you manipulate your lifestyle will change that over time.
0: I'm, I'm going to go with it in a
2: different so direction. It comes, go, go ahead, Sonya, go ahead.
1: I was going to take it down to the HPT access.
2: Yeah. So it's the same good. thing. So the same thing that helps trigger that the hypothalamus is then the same thing yep. that triggers thyroid. Yep. Right. So let's tie it right back in. Right. Exactly. So what happens is your thyroid to your pituitary. So there's TRH okay TRH is a, it's so a stress trigger is just like CRH so like the hypothalamus which is in your brain right okay responding to stress will then communicate with your pituitary um, and then the pituitary will translate that information, and then and then speak to uh, the glands associated. So whether it's your adrenal glands or your thyroid gland, right? So you've got ACTH, which speaks speaks to the adrenal glands, and then you've got your TRH that speaks to a TSH that speaks to the thyroid, and that's where everything begins for people through lab work. That's where you'll start seeing things. You'll see TSH. You'll see T3, you'll see T4. Hopefully it has an F in front of it, unless your practitioner still studies 1910 research and is using total T3 and T4. Um,
1: and to reference back to the free, if you guys listen free. to our other hormones, that was where we talked about the binding globulins, where we were talking about pennies locked down at a table. If you have hundred pennies, if it's free, it's what's actually actual usable for the body. And that's why we push the free T3 and free T4. And why you should make sure that your doctor is putting that as well, because It could say that you have one number, but it's like, what's in your account, really? It's like having a credit card, but how much of it is already maxed out? Yeah,
2: a lot of the research related to thyroid. Thyroid uh, research became really popular in the 1920s. And so you started to see a lot of data related to what they knew about then. And the only things they knew about them was TSH and T4. So majority of the research that's being taught to physicians even today is only TSH and total T4. Now, free T4 is coming into the picture, but I promise you, if you only look at those two factors, it is like looking at your bank account and not looking at all the inflows and outflows and guessing where you think you are. That's why you really need all the data values to understand all the inflows and all the outflows. So then you understand the behavior of your thyroid rather than seeing one level and go, oh, it needs to be up or it needs to be down. That's so barbaric when we talk about such a complex issue.
0: And I think that a lot of the um, the biggest issues, and I've had friends of mine, I think I shared it in the past, where they they're asking for a full thyroid panel, and, I, and they ask me, well, "What should I ask for?" And I'm I'm talking about free T3, 3 T4, and they don't do, they don't run those tests. So okay. I tell them, "You're not getting the full picture, right?" right. So can you talk a little bit about the, the the misdiagnosis from Western medicine versus functional medicine,
2: and how does that correlate to what you're seeing more and more in these cases? Of- Great. It's great. It's a great segue. I'm going to go into though the TSH. I'm going to finish up. So everybody, just to make sure we we follow a path of learning. So the TSH thyroid stimulating hormone stimulates the thyroid to produce hormone. So this is where then the body starts recruiting things. So tyrosine, free thyroxin comes in, right? And, and selenium, and there are other manganese we could go on to make T4. T4 is now the- essentially inactive. So remember, I said hormones are a message. So think of somebody screaming really like loud. And the minute that it's either converted or bound, meaning it's been used, it's combined with a cell or a protein, now that sound gets muffled because the message has already been heard, right? It's delivered the message. And so bound hormone no longer has an effect in the body because it's already been heard. The message has been delivered, right? The mail has been sent, it's been opened, right? But now free T4 has to be converted. And this is where the, the, the confusing part for many people, don't, they don't make the connection. They think if my thyroid numbers are low, it's because of my thyroid. <laughs> well, about 20 to 30%, even maybe even 40% in some research, thyroid hormones not totally converted in the thyroid. Yeah. It's converted in whatever tissues are the most active. So your heart, your liver, your kidneys. Why? Because those have to have a high metabolism. Your kidneys got to metabolize all kinds of stuff all day long. Your liver, your heart's got to be pumping and burning calories, right? Yeah. Right. So actually conversion happens there. So the first place we usually see thyroid issues is actually in the liver. If you went back five years, you see some gut liver issues, The gut uses actually converts the small, large intestine, small intestine, and yeah. converting hormone as well. And that's like- where you begin to see the slow down, the first step before the body converts inactive T4 into very active, very hot, very volatile T3 that you feel. And it's one of the things that you feel that could give you a little bit of energy, but there's a lot of things that give you energy and that's the full layout. And that's (sighs) where people get confused. When we talk about disease, Ron moving into disease between the difference between hypothyroidism and a, a disease state, I don't call hypo a disease. It's a lifestyle condition. It's a temporary syndrome that can turn into a disease called Hashimoto's or the reverse, Hashimoto's happens, which then makes you hypothyroid. It can go both ways, by the way. But majority of people who have hypothyroidism today are not Hashimoto's anymore. But the data is so old, it doesn't know that. It will tell you that 88% of hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's, and that's just not true.
1: Can you break down for our listeners, what is Hashimoto's? Cause I, cause not everybody, I mean, I know cause I've had it, been there, got the t-shirt, but for a lot of people, like they don't even know. And it gets missed on a lot of labs unless you're looking for elevated TSH or, or TPO antibodies. So can you break down what exactly it is and, and why it's a concern for people?
2: Okay. So here's perfect point. 90% of physicians in primary care practices miss running a TPO or TGA for common fatigue issues. Okay. They blame it on, they give you birth control or an antidepressant or uh, I don't know, So, you know, they give you something, right? Because they're mis, they're they're misdiagnosing it because they're not guys, looking for the it anti- in standard anti- blood work.
1: Yeah, these are the antibody tests. Um, when we're talking about TPOs and stuff like that, these are specific antibody tests that you'll have to have your doctor run, or or they would run on labs. So when we say those things, just kind of like, no, I always kind of like break down for the people who have absolutely no idea what it's. Yeah, like we're we'll getting yeah, yeah right Yeah, right. Okay, we're about to. Good. Perfect.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're, Perfect. you're, 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 you're on fire. You just caught, you just beat me by 30 seconds. Good wow, stuff. Dude, go. <laughs> so the reason I shared that first is because no one knows to look for it. So Hashimoto's is the number one condition that people have that they don't know they have. And it's, it's, it's a staggering amount. 60% of people in the United States currently who have Hashimoto's do not know it. It's insane. So they don't know why they're tired. So this is why my business metabolic mentor, the breaking away from my health coaching company is I'm raising up other coaching companies and educating coaches to raise the bar because if if fatigue gets missed in the primary care practitioner's office, it better not get fucking missed by the, by the coach when they do standard blood work on them, it should be included in it every single time, especially with women because it's happening so much. I, probably one in eight women that come into my office claim complaining about fatigue. We run thyroid numbers on them and we include TPO and TGA, which are antibodies, right? So you guys all know about antibodies right now. Cause you probably heard about COVID and taking anti, you know, taking the, the vaccine and how it creates antigens. It's very similar. There's, there's, there's antigens you can look for little white blood cell proteins that will let you know if your immune system is attacking the thyroid Um, There can also be Graves disease, but it's way less likely, Um, but it's more likely Hashimoto's. And so you can track those antibodies in the blood with a simple, very cheap and inexpensive blood test, and it's not being done. I
0: have a question for you, Vince. So you're talking about the the fatigue that comes in. How do you differentiate through a TPO, whether it's adrenal fatigue or if it's a thyroid Hashimoto's disease or a syndrome?
2: So the number one way is to If, if you've got TG, TPO and TGA levels that are elevated, yeah. um, you know that a good portion of the fatigue is coming from that, right? Now, you can also look at is TSH high, right? Because if TSH is high, it usually means T4 is low because the body, remember, the pituitary is like poking the thyroid saying, hey, buddy, make more T4. We don't have enough. But because the immune system's attacking the thyroid, the thyroid's over-inundated in an assault with the immune system. So it goes, hey, I can't receive your, receive your message, pituitary, because I'm too busy getting my ass kicked over here by the immune system to serve your order, right? And so, um, so that will be one of the ways. But you should know, Ron, that majority of people who have Hashimoto's, majority of them were already in adrenal fatigue and low vitamin D and malnourished which is part of how they ended up They either got Epstein-Barr because their immune system was low, which led to Hashimoto's, or their vitamin D got low and they had, in, they had in, um, uh, genetic predisposition to Hashimoto's, were overtraining their body. The body got so stressed out. Um, the body started, because of its stress, and it started making too much T3. The overproduction in T3 led the immune system to say, hey, we can't handle all this T3 in the body I'm going to step in and slow this down since you won't. And that's a lot of how this begins to happen. So anytime I see Hashimoto's, I already know I'm either dealing with adrenal overproduction or insufficiency. To to answer your question, it's both always. That's the reason
0: why I wanted you to explain it, because the link between adrenal fatigue and Hashimoto's or or dysfunction of, of, of the thyroid, it goes hand in hand. And I think that a lot of a lot of uh, listeners and a lot of gen pop people don't understand that. And even doctors in Western medicine, uh, I had a, a, a guy that actually reached out and he said, look, I'm running 50 carbs. And I think we, we used this example before. I'm running 50 carbs. I'm very tired. Um, I'm having all these issues. And like, to me, it's a red flag for adrenal fatigue, right? He's drinking mm-hmm. like three... Two ventis of, of coffee just to get him going through the day. He's running T three. He's running clan. He's running all these all these stimulants that are probably thrashing his his adrenals. And the likelihood that he's having some thyroid dysfunction is very high because one goes correlates to the other.
2: Yeah, are well, we on the right track here? Right? Yeah. Listen. So here's the, okay. Here's the here's the here's the rub. You you segwayed. You just put that on a T like perfect. Here's the rub. Here's what's happening, and it's not being reflected in the data. And what people at home need to know. Okay. About one out of two people will experience symptoms of hypothyroidism where the thyroid gets low. There's not either. They're either that means that they're not converting enough T4 from TSH or they're not converting enough T3 from T4. They'll get into a state where their thyroid's running a little low. Running a little low in hypothyroidism does not mean a clinical disease. It doesn't mean you stay there. In fact, people will go there for a month and come out all the time. They're just not testing these numbers, they don't know it. The only time they actually know it is when they get so overrun, right? Other systems are falling that then they go in and get tested and their numbers are low, right? And this is why this is important because majority of people today, let's, let's talk about flat stats from the National Institute of Health. Yeah. 2% of the population in the United States has Hashimoto's, but remember another 60% don't know it. So it's roughly probably 3 that puts you right around 8 million people. All right. Are you ready for some crazy ass numbers that are going to blow you away? So, Bring it. In, ni- in 2016, that's four years ago, five years ago now, over 120 million prescriptions went out for levothyroxine alone. That's only T4. <laughs> that's not including the armor, NP thyroid, uh, T- tyrosine, cytomel. Just T4. You have to double it. You wow. have to double it. So, and what you mean to tell me, three hundred and sixty million prescriptions for thyroid hormone went out, and the only people that are really clinically diagnosed to take thyroid medicine is only seven million.
0: this is one of the reasons why I, I think COVID is an so, epidemic. I am so against, and guys, by all means, do do not listen to me when I'm going through this rant. I am so against western medicine at this point because of the nightmare that i've heard i mean i've heard this the craziest shit out there coming from doctors from you know Estrogen isn't—it's—is the female hormone. Why? What does a male need to have a test for for estrogen? Right? I mean, a doctor telling a guy who who has low T, you don't need to, t- to test your estrogen. It's like you're you're an M- and you're an MD. Are you fucking kidding me? And no and no, I'm sorry, is on that fuck because it's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. You talk about adrenal fatigue. They don't even recognize adrenal fatigue. No, right? Don't. they don't. Not yet. They will. Trust me. They will. In time, they would have to. So what we're trying to do is bridge that gap of like, hey, guys, this is stuff that's really out there, right? This stuff is really existing. And and in Western medicine, it's not willing to to go that route. Why? Because of what? Pharmaceutical. I, I really believe it's a pharmaceutical companies influencing so much, pushing so much money that everything's a pill, right? But in the long term, it's causing more harm than good. So explain a little bit to us about what are your thoughts? And I know you have a question, Sonia, but I, I really want him to dive a little bit on this. Yeah. What are your thoughts in, in improving people's health that way? We can't hear you. We we lost you.
1: We lost you, Vince. You can hear us, but we can't hear you. It's your mic. It looks like a cheap little mic. Dude. I do know. Is that a shirt? <laughs> <thing? laughs> you guys are listening. He has like the most professional setup of like, microphone and and everything going on he
0: has a full full full-scale sound room i I mean it beats my sound room right my sound was pretty up there but his is just on another level (laughs) he can't hear you
1: Mm -mm. and and that looked like it was about to be fucking fired because he came in with the hand movements like Like, here it comes right here it comes (laughs) hands flailing in the air i was like he's about to tear shit up let's go
0: yeah he's logging back out yeah We'll let him log on. And and I'm going to continue my rant because I was on a roll there before. And and again, guys, we're not against, by all means, listen to your doctors. Listen to your doctors. Listen to your doctors. We're not medical practitioners. But the experience that I've had, that we've had, and I've heard, and I've seen it. I mean, I've, I've experienced it myself. It's been exactly that.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's easier too, right? It's easier, wh- like as a do- as a coach, sometimes getting someone to change their lifestyle. I mean, we're checking in weekly with emails and we're doing overhauls. And so it's like some of the stuff, it's like as a doctor, their job is yeah. not to make sure that you are waking up and getting sleep and managing stress. Like they might tell you that stuff, but a lot of times these doctors don't even understand the functional lifestyle side of things. Right. So it's like, they're just prescribing because it's an easy, low hanging fruit. What can I do? Get you feeling better? You know? And some people don't want to make a fucking change in their life.
0: Yeah. We can't do anything about that. But anyway, going back to Vince real quick, great point. Let me
2: drive this home. Let me drive this home. home. You ain't ready for this. You ain't ready for this. So, okay. So (laughs) No. So, so what happens here is that, through and, and and so there have been multiple studies done on people that w- that working out car- high cardio scenarios, fasting scenarios, uh, caloric uh, deficit scenarios, high stress. So when cortisol is very very high, the body. Remember what I told you: it, the thyroid helps metabolism, right? So it has a lot to do with calorie expenditure. So when the system goes under stress. The whole fucking idea of the thyroid is to slow down so you don't eat muscle tissue. It's like it's, it's on purpose. OK, it's an it's adapting. It's doing it on purpose. And so for majority of people, hypothyroidism is a temporary state. And if they would rest, support their adrenals, give things to help conversion and production of thyroid hormone from their thyroid um, and, and eat a little bit better and, and maybe do a little bit stress management. Majority of symptoms would clear up in six to eight weeks, but that's not what they do. And this is the danger when you put, so what's happening is 50% of people are now taking thyroid medicine because they have some weight issues or some fatigue issues. And the doctor's using it as an easy button. I can tell you from coaching competitors, my whole life, when you abuse thyroid medicine, you fuck your metabolism up you slow your body down, you'll start gaining more weight later. And what they're not telling you is thyroid medicine, unless you absolutely need it, makes everybody start gaining weight after five years. So what you're setting people up for is a lifetime of issue and dependency on something that they were only making a temporary stop that could have been solved naturally. And because people aren't looking and giving options and giving a shit, We're now at an all time high sending majority of people who don't have the medical necessity for thyroid hormone to a future. They don't want, and they don't know. No period. Why do you think we don't give cortisone for people? Low cortisol. It causes insulin issues later. Everybody knows that now that's why you don't, Oh, you're low in a hormone. Let me give it to you now for sex hormones later. That's good, right? That's fine. HRT. What, what? No problem. But you're not going to give that to a a 28 year old, right? Unless they have hypogonadism for some reason.
1: Exactly, and actually, like to that point, it's like it's why doing steroids at such a young age will just absolutely fuck you. Even if you're just running test test cycling or something, if you start running that early in your 20s, you can really downregulate your body's production. I mean, of of testosterone, and you can do long term damage. Right? It turns off.
2: You got it. Absolutely, and so that's why my supplement uh, company, New Ethics, is partnered with a lot of people. And I don't know all the things that maybe ImmunoPure does with the thyroid. We do. Oh
1: yeah. yeah, we're we're partnered up with, right. with New Ethics. And that's why I thought I was just yeah,
2: yeah making sure. And then uh, so we we partnered up and we've created a thyroid system, right? So majority of people are just so stressed out. That glandular therapy, meaning that if you eat the gland of like of an animal that's the as close to you in, in biology, so either a pig or a, a cow, in this case, things have moved primarily to cows, so bovine sources, uh, old Ayurvedic medicine used to talk about like supports like, so if you have a liver issue, if you eat liver, I mean, all the nutrients that are in liver, I mean, it's one of the best meats that you can technically eat, um, you know, so if you have an issue with something, so if you take that, it has all the nutrients naturally bound in it. On top of that, we buffer it with other minerals and herbs and other glands that also communicate with the thyroid. Because the thyroid's always always uh, communicating with the thymus, the spleen, the adrenal glands. So we created a product called ThyroBoost. And ThyroBoost at heavier doses is designed to support and nourish the thyroid. But then if you have a conversion issue, we also have thyroboost essentials because the thyroboost essentials gives you all the conversion minerals and enough to actually produce or boost thyroid hormone production and then later on we'll actually have a one-for-one trade-out for thyroid hormone which is going to be called thyroboost extra strength coming to you at the end of the year because we want to have a hormone or a profile of products that meet you where you're at with your unique thyroid Fuck issue
1: yeah dude that is so sick
2: I think that because uh,
1: well, you can almost if I'm hearing you right, we could start here and we could kind of taper down as we're making. That's lifestyle it. You got choices. it. Hell yeah.
2: We get everybody. Ninety nine percent of members at Nutrition Dynamic come off thyroid medicine within three months on a natural therapy and then some not even on natural therapy. It depends. if They have Hashimoto's. Yes, you will always take some kind of support. And some people throw in a T4 again, T4, a little bit of. T4 every so often actually wouldn't hurt you, but that's not what doctors are doing. They're giving a bunch of T4 and a bunch of T3. And I'm telling you, T3 is so strong that it ruins bodybuilders' metabolisms. What do you think it's going to do to your regular metabolism at home, taking it all the time? Because your body doesn't need that much T3 all the time. It turns it up and turns it down as it needs it. And if it can't control that and you're giving it T3 all the time, then it just has to slow down how it hears the message. It's called thyroid insensitivity. It's just like insulin insensitivity when you have too much insulin in your body because you've been eating like shit for 20 years. Yeah. It's the same thing.
0: One of the things that I wanted to touch base with, something that you just nailed, I mean, you freaking nailed it. Um, A lot of coaches are putting bodybuilding athletes on T3. And these are necessarily not the, um, I don't want to say i pros, but a lot of novice, maybe, uh, NPC. Yeah, like first-time
1: competitors. Yeah, too.
0: they go on T three and they'll get up to superior doses of hundred micrograms, let's say, um, to lose body fat. Once their prep is over, hey, you paid me for twelve weeks, I'm done. Guess what's going to happen to that athlete? When he doesn't know how to taper down, he doesn't know what's going to happen. I mean, he's going to ha- or he or she is going to have a rude awakening the second that she gets off of that stage because she's got- he or she is going to blow up like a fucking
2: balloon. Listen, listen, you you killed it. You just killed it, and and, and this is why with with like people that are like-minded like you and I, some of your listeners, other coaches that come across this information, we have to support each other because the community has to raise the fucking standard because if we don't, the government's going to come in and they're going to regulate us. I am telling you within the next 10 years, some asshole prep coach is going to, is going to diet a Senator's daughter too hard, put her on a bunch of shit, And then something's going to happen to her, and then he's going to see how his state isn't collecting all of this industry money, and they're going to come for us. And they're going to take people's jobs, and they're going to standardize it, and it's going to take out all the great things about coaching. So we as a community have to self-regulate, meaning we have to create standards. We have to be communicating about what's okay and what's not okay. And we have to educate the consumer on what to look out for and to avoid some of these old behaviors of dosing people with heavy, heavy uh, fat burners and amphetamines, and then leaving them without a post care plan, not knowing that they're going to be, um, you know, left with a huge problem metabolically after if they don't take care of it properly.
0: It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. The stuff that I that I see on a daily basis from and as the more I'm aware of the things that people send me messages through a I meet mean, team amino pure, it's such an irresponsible act. And, and shows that you care very little for humanity and people as a whole to take their money, put them on these dosages, knowing exactly what's going to happen coming off. And, and I'll tell him straight. Out, I was like, man, you're, you're running. I've had a 24 year old kid. Tell me he had a coach. He's never competed. He, he, want, he just wanted to lose body fat. a hundred micrograms of clen. a hundred. You know what he told me? He said, I don't need this, man. I almost went to the hospital on Saturday. And I right. said, You need to, you need man, who is this guy? Because he needs to be fired. Something needs to happen. So one of the things that Sony and I discussed is we all have our strengths. And and every time I listen to to Vince or, or Chris or, or anybody that has knowledge, we take that, we talk about that nugget, right? And. We learn so much and we're putting a team of people together, a group of, of coaches that understand, and we're all learning from one another, which is should be our mission. Every coach that is coaching should want to learn more and more because it's never ending. You can continue to learn it more and more and more. And it's to the benefit we can't of can't do
1: it individually. We have to do it together. It's like Vince, What's we it? have to stand together and say, we like Vince actually Thomas, right? We can do better. We have to stand together and we have to do better. It's like collectively. And it's kind of like what I was talking about. It's like, you start to work with people and you're like, what do you know that I don't know? How can I work with this client differently? Because we are literally putting people's lives and hells in our hand. And it's like, got it. we, we have, yeah. a, we, like you were talking about the mission in the very beginning. Like we can tie this back. It's like, we have the choice right now to make a fucking impact or to make a mistake. It could go yeah. either way. And we have to be all in, in the pursuit of knowledge together to get there. It's like, everyone's got to grab a fucking paddle and we got to row this boat.
2: You got, I mean, you couldn't be more correct. So this is my my call to all coaches who think similarly about this is that we have to choose to raise the bar. You're no longer some random coach. You're not a trainer. You're a practitioner. And practitioners like doctors take an oath, thou shall do no harm. Now they may not, they may ignore that oath today. I can't tell you how well that's going for that, that field, but I can tell you in coaching, we have an opportunity to do it right. Uh, I've been in the industry and in the fight of functional health for over 15 years, actually 16 at this point. I've been around long enough to see the, the failure of the dietetics community because the dietetics boards then just became a lap dog to the big medical, uh, uh, construct that exists. And then I was also around when I thought the naturopathic community was going to be the way, and then they got sucked into the medical cog and now they're, they're rendered damn near useless. And I, I'll be damned if that happens to the health coaching, functional nutrition coaching pro, uh, industry. And, and that's what I, that's exactly my life's work and my life's mission.
0: That's fantastic. Um, uh, Let's this, this, this get a little bit about, uh, a couple of people actually asked, going back to the signs of things, the relationship of the gut lining
2: and
1: yeah, like leaky gut in the
2: right. Yeah. The yeah. It's great. So, yeah. About so about it. It, the neuroendocrine system, um, basically the limbic center of your brain to your thyroid, to essentially your liver and your gut down to your testes or your ovaries is on this intercommunication highway. And there are a lot of things that insult that system, meaning block the communication. Remember everything's communication. Things like toxins, right, in your environment, uh, pro- processed foods, chemicals, bacter- bacterias, they all are insults on a system. And any one of those insults isn't enough to really affect it. But when you have like Rome, how did Rome fall? Rome was fighting multiple wars on many different fronts. And so, when, like, I think one of the imperative things to understand is that relationship between the liver, small intestine, and the thyroid. So, thyroid activity directly impacts motility. So, you'll find that majority of people who are constipated are going to be the people that are most likely to be hypothyroid, right? Um, inversely, Inversely, people who have gut issues, major gut issues that they leave unattended, what we see in the data is about year three to five is when they start experiencing symptoms of fatigue. So, oftentimes, it is actually... Like the old naturopathic saying, disease begins and ends in the gut. It actually seems majority of the time that if we had to say chicken or the egg, it starts with the gut, backflows into the thyroid, but then it's a negative feedback loop where now the thyroid also slows down the gut. So that's why people get confused about where to start. So the the leakier a gut gets, meaning the more permeable it gets. Think of of a sponge at home, like a, um, a sponge that absorbs water versus maybe a lemon. Like you can't get it can't, you know, a lemon skin, you can't get water into it, right? But a sponge, you can get a lot of water into it. That means a sponge is more permeable, right? Uh, than than the lemon skin. So very similarly, your gut has a certain permeability level. And the more stressed you get, the more cortisol you produce, the more inflammatory things you do to it and drink, the more permeable it gets. So now endotoxins, gram-negative bacteria, um uh, metals and chemicals from your environment, because 80% of things you don't like come through your mouth into your body, by the way, then will leak through that lining, uh, into the bloodstream, which is what usually speeds up a lot of thyroid dysfunction
1: and the body starts to reduce cytokines, right? And so it's like the body almost, you'll see more inflammation inside of the body because like he was talking about the gram-negative bacteria. I mean, they have these shells and what happens is when they die, the die-off from those particular bacterias create such toxins inside of the body. And then what happens is like they leak through and the body's response is naturally to protect itself. So it's going to create almost an inflammatory response. And that's a lot of times where you can almost see like Kashi's just because, correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, but like, those, those pieces will almost hide in the thyroid. They like love to nestle up in there. Mm-hmm. And then the body's response is to fucking attack the thyroid looking for those little invaders in there. And it doesn't even know it'll start destroying, destroying the thyroid looking for these like little particles basically that have leaked out of the gut.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You make a really good point. And the, and the, the endotoxin she was talking about is called, they're called lipopolysaccharides, right? The LPS. Okay uh, LPS dial for LPS toxicity. Um, and, and those actually comes a lot where that's where the next step kind of comes in where we're seeing biofilm, like plaque in your teeth, right? Biofilm is in your gut now. So the national Institute of health says biofilm is involved in over 60% of IBS cases. So you've got biofilm and the biofilm has bacteria in it. That bacteria has collected, think of like, um, uh, like, a, like a caramel biofilms, like a caramel that hardens. And when it hardens, it's collecting all the, cause you have elemental metals that come through your food, right? There's, there's lead, mercury, like micro amounts, you breathe it in the air, it's in the environment, but it's supposed to come in and come out. Uh, when you have biofilm, the biofilm actually collects the metal and almost makes a shield out of it to protect the bacteria from the immune system. It sounds like something out of Star Wars. You can't even believe that shit. Right? But that's literally what happens. So cool. And then that stuff leaks in through the that stuff leaks in into the bloodstream. And then, yes, it is a lot of times collected or drawn and, and to the thyroid, which upregulates thyroid antibodies and then can create that cycle of overproduction of of the immune systems producing tga and tpo and attacking the thyroid
0: so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a different curveball real quick sonia um at vince real quick and and maybe this relates to thyroid but what percentage if you can even throw a number out there vince what percentage or do you what percentage of cases do you see where gut dysfunction starts at the gut dysfunction at the gut i guess start with a gut and basically permeates into the entire body and causes hormonal imbalance causes syndrom- syndromes or issues long. term. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, um, what they're saying, what it looks like when they look at like gut research, it's five to seven years. So you start having gut issues five to seven years earlier than your threshold of pain. Meaning before you feel it, like before you're getting major gas or, you know, different issues, you you start having the developing issues. If you start having symptoms and you don't deal with it right away, then a couple of years after that, so at year three or four, maybe you start really feeling it. If you don't actually jump on out in front of it, um, majority of cases that were gut issues went on for two or three years. That's when we see almost 100 percent of cases then have some other side effect, fatigue, adrenal fatigue, something else going on that originated in the gut. So basically if you've got gut issues, don't sit on it. Don't ignore it. You know, guys, you know, especially guys, all the damn time, you know, gassy, bloated, distended. And then you take your shirt off and you suck it in and you've got six pack, you know, and, but that's not, you know, (laughs) this, you know, we all know what I'm talking about. Totally. Um, And, and, and believe it or not, is that's going to make you tired. I shit you not. I had SIBO, okay? Small case of SIBO. My brain, you hear me firing right now. I'm like, pow, 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 right? My brain, when I was there, I would stutter. I was a totally different person. I lost my confidence. I, I didn't want to speak in public because the the acids that the bacteria was releasing was interacting with my neurotransmitters. And I was, like, uh, 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 duh, uh, duh, duh, and I just, I, just what it was. Um, and then I, I didn't, and then I started getting performance anxiety. And then I did not want to talk anymore. Um, and when I started healing my gut, especially when I started adding trimethylglycine in heavy doses, um, I started noticing way better cognitive performance. So you don't understand all the ways it hurts you. ED and gut issues, men.
0: It's Big insane. Portion of it's, it's insane how I've noticed. I've, I've had SIBO myself. And, and this goes for competitors as well, guys. When you're running uh, a lot of food for a lot of bodybuilding. Gosh sometimes they eat super physiological amount of food we're talking about five six seven hundred carbs i've been there so and it creates all kinds of gut disorders and gut issues Mm -hmm. that are going to cause issues in the long run so Mm -hmm. make a decision make a conscious decision hey this is the price that i'm willing to pay to get bigger or Maybe I don't need that much food. Maybe I don't need that many carbs. You need to find a coach and people that understand the balance between what's enough and what's not enough. Uh, Anytime you start having distention and bloat, and I've been there where you've just been bloated and you don't, you have motility issues where you're not digesting Food accordingly. I would eat, you know, a cu- cup and a half of rice and chicken and broccoli or f- whatever it was. And I would be so full. And then an hour later, my other meal came in. I'm like, man, I haven't even digested my food and I got to eat another two cups of rice and another eight ounces of chicken or whatever it is. Understand that something's not right. Right. And that can lead to all kinds of gut disorders. And then right, pro tip right
2: there. You got it. You got it. pro tip for every coach. If you listen to this episode, if you take anything away from it right now, when I have clients who are under eating and I'm trying to get their metabolisms at their highest levels, and I want to make sure that they don't gain weight, but their motility goes up and they can eat more food, I instantly either put them on Thyroboost or an ingredient a product called GTA. I use GTA Forte 2 I recommend that over Thyroboost right now because Thyroboost, because of the global market of thyroid hormone, it just it's not the same strength that I would I would get out of GTA Forte too. Um, it's good, it works well, but if you're somebody who's working with a really hard case. You're going to need GTA Forte too. What and is that? Available.
0: Huh? Explain to us what is GTA? GTA
2: Forte is ground up thyroid gland. Right? Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, so basically what I do is I feed the hell out of them. I give them GTA Forte too. And because it upregulates motility, it's easier easier for them to eat more food and upregulate their metabolism fast so I can get them to eat more and lose weight. I leave them on them for eight weeks. I step them off on the Thyroid Boost Essentials. Cause they can't stay on it all the time. You just need to move them to boost essentials. And that's how I do a lot of the magic. So pro tip. I just, I just, I just went the, the magician just went behind the curtain, showed you some of what's going on. That's so one would, of the things that I do.
0: Would you say that GTA 42 actually increases motility so they can actually digest food faster?
2: 100%. 100%. I'm, but I'm you jumping don't on remember it. <laughs> now. Before <laughs> anybody goes off and runs and orders it on my website or finds it online. You cannot, it, the idea is you're, you're stimulating the thyroid, but it's in no way are you supposed to stay on. Okay. It's meant to stimulate.
0: So what do you recommend actually somebody to run? So if, if I wanted to go on it and, and right now I'm going to ask you another personal question. As a matter of fact, um, I'm currently running 50 micrograms and my, my doctor said, you know, that I had a sluggish, uh, T4, uh, so 50 micrograms is very minimal and won't have long-term effects on your body.
2: No, what do you, it, what shouldn't, you it shouldn't.
0: So that's a good dosage, right?
2: Fifty micrograms. Of, what do you are you running Levo? Are you running Centroid? Uh, Levo, Sint- Levo, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that should be fine. I, man, I'll be honest with you though. If you just ran again, if you just ran one GTA Forte or two, you wouldn't even need to take that. Because that would be my it. personal recommendation. I, I, I listen. Use T four for when you fucking need it. What do I mean by that? Keep like as a male T four. Women can do this too, but men keeping T4 at home. So let's say every so often you go through a really stressful event in your life, or you noticed you went through a holiday and you got a little bit, you got a little puffy and stressed, right? Using T4 for six weeks or less is an amazing boost in metabolism that will have no long term effects around 50 milligrams. But you have to be responsible with that shit. People at home, don't fuck around and keep pressing that damn easy button or you're going to screw yourself up. Right. But the reality is T4, I mean, adding a little bit more, it's not the active hormone, so it's not as rough on your body. It's the people using T3 all the time. It's the big problem.
0: I noticed a huge difference. And I, when I started T4, the 50 micrograms, I noticed a, a massive amount of difference in my metabolism. I noticed a, it was almost immediate for me. Um, yeah. But listen, you
2: got to be careful with people at home hearing that shit. You don't, there are a million things you should do first before you put that in your body. You're just a my go-getter like me. Right. Like you're, you're going hard in the paint, bro. You know what I'm saying?
0: Totally get it. Let me ask you a question. So if I was to wing off of T4, when when people have said, doctors said 50 micrograms shouldn't hurt you. So if I was to go to like, say a GTA 4.2, how do you, do you cycle
2: it? Well, GTA 4.2, because it's natural, moves with your body. So like if you, your body still has its own production. T4 does that. But at 50 micrograms, it starts to lean on the the 50 micrograms. Gotcha. With glandular natural, it's not, it's just buffering. So you're still in control. Your body is still making it. So like, so for example, you can actually do that with sex hormones too. If you give um, someone 50 milligrams of like testosterone or 10 milligrams of testosterone, the natural production usually shuts off, but you can actually buffer like progesterone and estrogen levels with Asian yams and bring the levels up without shutting off production. It's the same thing that you can do with natural therapy, which is why I like Thyroid boost and GTA Forte, because you can buffer without shutting off the own production. So you could take GTA for a while, or, or listen, if you just need to make more T4, you got to start by giving your body a little bit more iodine. So the first thing you're going to want to do is precursors. start eating like,
1: yeah,
2: right. Precursors. The so first thing is just start folding up some Nori and popping it, folding up Nori and popping it right? Making sure you're getting all your fruits and vegetables, blend that shit up and drink it. I don't care how you got to get it in. Then selenium and tyrosine at heavier doses, 400 milligrams, tyrosine, 50 milligrams to 150 milligrams, selenium micrograms. And then you put it all, uh, that's, you know, you can get that in a couple servings of, you know, thyroid boost essentials, and then you'll see over time that that should be enough. If it's not enough, all I got to do is give you some iodine, usually about 10 milligrams.
1: I will say like, as a, hashi's case right with (laughs) hot no one is surprised hashi's SIBO high stress case with amenorrhea um no everyone's like oh yeah yeah yeah." um me too i did i came off my t3 stuff we worked through it back on i i used a different bovine just an ecothyroid which is um it's like half T3, half T4, but then buffered and moved on to thyroboost. boost. And like my level, like I am fucking dialed in right now. Like my levels, you would like my, my naturopathic doctor was kind of like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, I'm coming off everything. Like we got to level things out and it completely did. I mean, my TSH was great. My, my T3 was good. My free, t- my, my free T3 was good. My, like everything, my reverse T3 was awesome. Like everything was just leveled out. And for yeah. a bad Hashi's case, It's that felt good. That's
2: it. And that's impressive because it's more than just that. It It means you've been doing the fucking work in the background. Like don't confuse people. Like, you know what I mean? You put in the fucking work.
1: Exactly. And I'll tell you one thing. It's like that that you know, we're hearing this, and, and Ron's like, yeah, it speeds up your metabolism. I felt different in energy. None of that will fucking matter because I was doing T3 prescription. None of it mattered because my gut was so fucked. Yeah. and all that's I kept it. doing is throwing kimchi that, and probiotics at it and feeding up, feeding up the <laughs> bugs, right? Because that's what we do when we don't know. We're like, I'm following every, like the worst thing you do, dude. I know every influencer deal. is like, okay, for optimal gut health, kimchi and probiotics. And I'm like, oh, like I'm nailing it. And I'm like, either. Yeah. Backed up, and then my my old coach is pushing carbs. He's like two sixty carbs. Oh my, my solids, god! Insulates one hundred and six, dude. I blew. Look, <laughs> I, blew
0: like blew, balloon, right?
1: I blew. Listen, fuck I got gas
0: just thinking about it. I like, blew I, I,
1: up, dude. Yeah, He's like just moved awesome. to things like you know more fiber in your diet, right? So like every <laughs> like now, right? I wish I would have known now what I know then. Whatever, but as like that I'm a big poor god guy person. though.
2: That's why listen. I've got a 33 week certification now, a 33 week certification that teaches on all this shit. They can go on my, they can reach out to us and DM, and we can put them through our cert. So they, so, so coaches stop fucking on accident yeah. doing that shit to people. Cause he didn't mean to do that.
1: I've done that to a client before, before I knew any of this. And I was like, I'm trying to feed her up on like a hundred carbs. And, and my mindset back then was like, yeah. you know, get her on some, cause she's super active. Right. It's like, you don't know what you don't know. It's like, rather I wanted to get her food up. So rather than hike high, or higher fat to help with digestion and support, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, same thing. It's like, you don't know. It's like you're feeding up fiber, but that's the first sign of SIBO, right? That's the is, first yeah. thing. And yeah. a lot of times we're getting these clients like when clients come to me, it's because they've already been he- eat healthy. They've already been eating. They've already been exercising and they've already been doing everything. that's not working. So there if you you go. all of that and that is not working. What you're doing, what you, the diet you need is the diet you're not doing hands down. That's it. So you, you, it. you don't need more fruits and vegetables and pro- you need to pull back on that shit and then you need to heal the gut. And so like, that's what I had to do. I had to pull back on all my training. I had to heal the gut first. I had to work on my leaky gut. And then I had to come back in because honestly, if you're taking all these supplements and your gut is fucked, you're wasting money. Bottom line.
0: And it's not just that. I think it's like not a lot of coaches are not listening to the biofeedback. We talk a lot about biofeedback, right? If you, you try something and and, and I've heard it, I've seen it. I've done it. I've, everything. Uh, you try one thing and their body does not shift. The body does not want to respond to hormones. The body doesn't want to respond to more food. The body doesn't want to respond to less food. The body is stuck as a coach or a a professional functional medicine coach, whatever you want to call it, it is your responsibility to figure out, okay, something's missing here. What, what is missing? What am I missing? That's key for this person to actually respond. Is it, is it the thyroid? Is it, is it the gut lining? Is it, is it hormonal? Is it estrogen? Is it progesterone? What is it? So you got to help people figure that out. And we're, we're not, that's exactly what we're not seeing. What we're seeing is like, well, drink eat more fiber, where if you have SIBO and you eat more fiber, what the hell's going to happen to your body? You're going to blow up like a balloon, right? You're feeding, you're feeding the issue. So it's important for, for a lot of the coaches that are listening here and we're not trying to talk down to anybody, but really pay attention to your clients, really pay attention to, to the people that are hiring you to improve th- their body from a physiological standpoint and from a health standpoint. And really nail, try to nail down what are the dysfunctions and what do you need to do in order to make that person better. More is not always better. Sometimes you got to dial it back and understand that hey, you need to train less, or hey, I, we need to go a different route. The main issues is everybody wants the quick fix. I want a quick fix tomorrow, and sometimes some of these programs they can last six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks. We don't know. Everybody's a little bit different as. as, as we've discussed in previous podcasts. Uh, I have a question for you, Vince, and this may be a stupid question. Maybe not. Well,
2: will have to bring this home, which will probably have to be the last one. I'm on a hard stop, but yeah,
0: yep. no, no worries. So one of the things that I, that one of the customer, one of my, our clients asked is with, with regard to Hashimoto's, have you seen people not recover from Hashimoto's and if they don't recover from Hashimoto's, it becomes chronic. What, uh, long-term medication, I mean, are they exposed to long-term medication or, or uh, are they lifers for medication?
2: So no, we we at Nutrition Dynamic have a long time ago when I desi- when I designed ThyroBoost, um, working alongside a company called Tonic C, um, we created a way where we we could find a way where people did not have to use thyroid medication uh, in order to establish function and balance. Um, For many people, they're not going to be willing to balance their lifestyle enough where maybe natural support is going to be enough. So, you know, trying to stay to T4 if possible um, or or seasonally using a little bit of T3 and then taking it out. T3, though, will always slow the metabolism down. Even if you're Hashimoto's, even if you need it, I'm sorry, it slows the metabolism down at five years. And so the less we use, the better. Just like the less insulin a type 1 diabetic uses, the, the diabetic needs it. But the littlest is the best, right? And so, um, you know, the less they use, the better. But for many people, if you have Hashimoto's, you do not have to stay on thyroid medicine to live happy and healthy. So for those out there, there is hope. But it's not so bad, too, if every so often you got to take a little T4 with it, too. But that's a much better life than the alternative of just living unhealthy, uh, messed up gut, really stressed out, standard American, poor diet and feeling like shit.
0: Uh, it boils down to lifestyle, guys. So it's not just one thing, it's everything. We talk about lifestyle all the time here, about getting your nutrition and your hormones optimized, your gut issues solved, and making sure that you're drinking enough water, making sure you're drinking enough fluids, making sure you're getting enough sleep. I know Sonia's a big on sleep. And making sure you're supplementing your body with the right, proper stuff. I know that Nutrition Dynamics uh, works really hard to help people out, so you guys can always reach out to them. You can reach out to us at Team Amino Pure. Our network is constantly growing. We can refer you guys over to Vince and his team our nutrition dynamics we uh, actually we sell new ethics products as well um, yeah 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 so you can go to uh, to our our new webpage is going up hopefully within the next week and we're going to have a, a full page of uh, new hey
2: exciting Great so style, that man. is
0: exci- exciting for us exciting for everybody so our network at team amino Pure is growing every day um, and and we we hope that you guys are taking this this podcast and all our podcasts information uh, knowledge is power and we want to close with thanking do uh, you have any questions, actually, Sonia? You, no, good? I
1: know Vince has... To, I mean, yeah, dude, thousands. But like, we right? to go. Like, we have to... It has to stop sometime. You know what yeah, I mean? Let, like, let's wrap it up. We'll definitely have him back. But yeah, well, we absolutely. Back back I'm sure I can come back. Yeah, yeah guys, dude. Yeah, we we, crushed
0: it. We would I love think- to have you back. Uh want to thank Vince for making the time for us. And uh, basically... We'll have you for a part two, because I mean, we can go into so many rabbit holes in terms of what's what's changing in America from a dietary standpoint, from a hormonal balance standpoint. And I think that uh, the more power, the more knowledge we put out there for, for people, the better we, we're going to be together. So thank you so much, Vince. Bye. Guys, this is a wrap. Thank you for listening to us. And we'll be on next week uh, recording hormones part two. And this is a wrap. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye. Okay.